Ah, good morning. I was, <laughs> wow. I was like three steps away from taking, I mean, I was at the sink. Um, I was getting ready to take a shower and I was at the, standing at the sink. So I was basically three steps, maybe four, if you, you know, depending three or four steps away from getting in the shower and taking a shower and starting my day. And then I got this, I, these thoughts came into my mind about the subject I'm going to talk about. And I felt basically compelled to stop me in my tracks. It was like, no, I gotta, gotta do this podcast. Gotta get this out of the way before I can start my day and go forward, which is today is going to be a work and a fun day. I got a few things planned, but one is to go cross country skiing. I've been wanting to go for some time, bought the equipment, went like once or twice and haven't been able to go back. And down where I live in the valley, there's no, <laughs> there's no snow here. Um, but about 35 minutes away um, through the canyon, up into the mountains, there's plenty of snow and the reservoir is still frozen over. You can cross country ski across the reservoir, which I don't know if I'll do that. But, you know, I do <clears throat> do plan on going cross country skiing, and and I will as soon as I get a few things done. I'm going to wait for the afternoon when it's a little bit warmer, sunny. It's supposed to, the forecast is good. You know, clear skies, sunny. I think in the 30s, 37, or something like that. So the temperatures are really, um, conducive to enjoying a time out, you know, cross-country skiing. And, and they have trails. You can go through the woods or you can go out on the reservoir. I mean, there's they have plenty to do there if you want to. So that's where I'm going. Okay. Oh. <clears throat> Good. Now I'm composed. There are two types of people in this, in this particular, on this particular subject, there are two types of people. And that is it. There's not three. There's two. Um, two types of people, and um, well, I got a notification I had to deal with. Okay, okay. Two types of people. There's a type of person. Well, for me, I've got to start again. See, I make these mistakes sometimes. A little aggravating. There's two types of people that we are attracted to. I should have qualified the statement, but I didn't. So I did it now. There are two types of people that attract us or we're attracted to basically the same thing um number one are the people who are most like us you know we're more we're most people are attracted to the people that are most like them that's one but a lot of people are attracted to people that they wish they were that's that's the dichotomy there most of us are attracted to people who are most like us. Um, and many of us are attracted to p the type of people we wish we were. So we'll meet people and maybe the attraction really is because we want to be like them. And associating with people um, causes a person to change. And a person perhaps who's on a lower station in life, meaning the choices they make and the life they live, um, meeting someone who's doing better or thinks, thinks someone who has more control of their life or their life is, you know, because of the way the person lives their life and the choices they make, 
they have um, better a better life experience associated and yawning with those people usually gives us ideas in observing their behavior and how they do things and how they think actually helps us. So, like I said, most of us, and this is the difference, most, think of the two words I'm going to use, most and many. Most, meaning the overwhelming number, are attracted to people who are like us, most like us, and many, meaning a fewer number, are attracted to people who we wish to be like or wish we were. Um, we want to be like them. That's it. There is no third, you know, because those are the two predominant predominant categories of people. There can be, well, there is actually, um, there's danger in associating with people who are just like us um, if we're not who we're supposed to be. In other words, if our, if our life is a mess because of the choices we make and we're not um, doing the things we're supposed to do, then associating with people just like us usually results in discovering people who are worse than us. They might be like us in a lot of ways, or they might be like us in important things, but the other things which um, are, you know, I would say, uh, degrading to us, the thing, in other words, things that could lower us um, will have that effect upon us. So, since it, you could be associated with someone who's real happy, happy-go-lucky, laughing, you know, you always have a good time hanging out with them, um, but they have some really bad habits, they're very vulgar, they have no real direction in life, um, you know, the, their life is not, it's, it's disorganized. Uh, they don't they don't hold steady jobs they don't support themselves they have to be supported by other people maybe their parents um, things like that um, but they're a lot of fun to hang out with you have a really good time when you're with them and it's fun to be with them they're funny and you laugh and laugh and laugh but you go nowhere in life um, and then you start adopting some of their behaviors and I speak from experience um, you don't. You stay out late when you're supposed to. Say, for instance, you go to bed at ten o'clock because you got to get up at five in the morning, um, or you know, to be to work at, at six thirty or something. You have a routine, and, it's, and the routine has been successful. You're able to be there when you're supposed to be and do your job. You start hanging out with them and doing the things with them, and all of a sudden you're showing up late for work. You're jeopardizing your job. People are losing confidence in you. Um, you know, other friends are suffering because you spend your time with this person and you don't return their phone call. In other words, it can have, you know, the effects it can have can be, um, or, you know, connected and, and can go out and out and out. I mean, it could get worse and worse. You could be showing up for work half drunk. I mean, who knows where it's going to end. But anyways, it's a downward trend being associated with this person notwithstanding all the fun you have with them, the laughing and the joking and all that kind of camaraderie, because everything seems to be, you know, when you're with them, it's like time stops. You don't really, you don't think of your responsibilities. Um, you don't think about, you know, the things that make you sad. And you don't think about any, you really don't think. Put it that way, you don't think. 
you're just having this great time laughing and joking and whatever else you're doing and you're not attending to your life. It's like your life has been put on hold. Um, the effect of, of associating with someone who has their life um, organized and who has purpose in life and who has a routine and who manages their money and, you know, who keeps their commitments, who's faithful in their friendships, it improves, the house improve you because as you associate with this person, a change will occur in your life. You will be a better person. Um, you will actually modify your behavior to be in closer step with their, you know, their standards and their behavior. Um, your language will change. Um, you will change. You may not even realize it at first, but after time, you'll notice you've changed because when you are with your old friends, you won't be so comfortable with them. And you'll see how you differ from them now. It'll be more apparent to you. And that's the positive thing of being involved with people who um, are making better choices in life, basically, is what it comes down to. They're choosing to live the better life. They're choosing to take on the responsibility and face life instead of hiding from it or putting it on hold and doing uh, the things they want to do at the expense of, of other people and really at the expense of themselves. Because when, as the saying goes, and this is a Sicilian thing, if you live long enough, you'll be as old as I am. They say that to you. So when somebody's younger and seems to have this carefree you know, life where they've got money and the car and the girl and all that kind of stuff, um, you know, you'll say, the, what happens is a lot of times younger people look at the older people who they don't even know how kind of money they have. They really don't know. They think because they're driving a car that's a few years old and they don't dress flashy and all this, they think they must not have money. They're managing their money so they don't have to be dependent on anybody. That's it. That's what it really comes down to. They're managing them their life, I should say, not just their money. They're managing their life to be completely independent of other people for two reasons. One, because they want to be able to be independent, which is true. The second reason is because they want to be able to be there for other people when they need them. So independence gives that to you. When you're, <clears throat> when you're an independent person and you have things under control, you can be more for other people. It's family and friends. Even people you don't know, but the point I'm making is you can you can be more available and be a better force in those people's lives. There's an old saying they used to say, if you have something that needs to be done, find the busiest person. Because people who are busy getting things done are people who get things done. And if you need something done, you find a person who gets things done. Busy people get things done. That's, that's, that's the saying. And what it means is people who are busy doing things are people who take responsibility for things. That's what it really means. So, now, not everybody is at the same level. Not even close. Everybody's different. But one of the things, <clears throat> excuse me, I think one of the things that is most important before we do anything with our life is determining what it is we want to do with our life. 
What is it we want? Who do we want to be as a person? And uh, who do we want to be spiritually? Who do we want to be emotionally? Who do we want to be financially? In all areas of our life, academic, whatever, we have to decide who we want to be. Like you may say, okay, I want to get a bachelor's degree. Um, and as a person, I want to be honest. I want to be true. And you, you really, I'll tell you what I think happens to most people and why most people are not able to be more than they really are. They never really sit down and think about who they are and who they want to be. They don't. A lot of people, and I have people say this to me, just makes me swearing mad. They'll say, it is what it is. And I'm thinking, well, of course it is. But is it, does it just exist because it is, or did you create what it is? Because there is no such thing as is what it is. Like, it's something that exists without any force or impact upon it. Everything has a force applied to it. The other one that makes me just swearing mad is this, this is just who I am. No, this is who you've chosen to be. So all these little euphemisms that people use to excuse themselves or to rationalize um, where they are now. Yeah, they think it's okay to be, uh, I remember someone who said they were going to jail. A friend of mine was telling me they were going to jail. I was like freaking out, like, what? To, what the hell? And they said, it's only for 30 days. You know, I'll just do 30 days. And I'll be out. Like 30 days of their life was nothing. It was a throwaway. Yeah, I'll do 30 days. And what they said was, yeah, I'm just, just going to do 30 days. And then, you know, that's it. It's out. And I was thinking, you're losing the, you know, the freedom or independence of 30 days of your life. And you're acting like it's nothing. I couldn't believe it. I said, 30 days, huh? That's when, when I'm discussing with somebody, that's how I talk to them. I don't try to. It just comes out. And I said, 30 days, huh? And he said, yep, just 30 days. And I said, yep, just 30 days. Boom, puh, 30 days. No big deal. Do it on standing on my head. And he goes, yeah, 30 days is nothing. And I thought to myself, if 30 days of a person's life is nothing, then what about the rest of the days of their life? Where do they count? How important are they? Can they be thrown away too? Yeah. Maybe a weekend here, weekend there, you know, get drunk, wasted out your entire, be nothing for a weekend. Is, is that, you know, is that another throwaway? People who are so casual with the time of their life are people who have a no understanding of what life is really about. There are no disposable days or minutes or something. Everything is accounted for. Um, Everything, time, action, thoughts, words, actions, everything is accounted for. And guess who accounts for it? We do. Yeah, we do. I know a lot of people now, when I say a lot, I mean a lot, meaning the people I know. I should say several. Several is probably more accurate. Um, who are just waking up to the fact that they're 40 to 60 years old and they got to do something with their life. I'm not exaggerating. Um, I know people who finally have the awakening. <clears throat> they're in their 40s, and some of them are in their 50s, some of them are in their 60s, and they're just freaking waking up to the fact that they've got to do something with their life. They've got to, they've got to make a change. That you know, They finally realize, hey, i got to do something. Um, one of them who's in their 60s, 
Uh, and this is one thing I want to say. This isn't a criticism. This is just an observation and a fact. Even if they're 60-something years old and they finally wake up and realize, what that's good. That's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just sad that the previous years of their life were not applied to. But the, the celebration should be is that, hey, they finally freaking woke up and they're doing something now. Forget about the past. You can't do anything about it, so the hell with the past. But let's look to the future. Now that they're aware and they're applying themselves, good things can happen in their life. Their life will improve because they will apply themselves to their life with a new awakening. So please don't misunderstand me. I'm not criticizing them or bagging on them, as my son would say. I'm just saying that it's too bad that they didn't get this earlier in life. And the math is such the earlier you get it, the better your chances are because you have more time to do something. That's what it really comes down to. These movies that show somebody who's a complete schmuck the entire life, and on their hospital bed, they're dying. And all of a sudden, they realize, oh, I got to change. Oh, yes, I love you. I'm sorry. But I've always loved all this. That's BS. The man's hours away from dying. And you think that those few hours left compensate for a wasted life? You're out of your freaking mind. You are. They do count. It's count that hours away from dying, he finally gets it, and he's trying to make all do with all he can. He's trying to correct years and years of BS. That, no, that's a good thing. The bad thing is you aren't going to get a lot done in a few hours or a few years. Yeah, and you probably <clears throat> you probably had signposts all through your life trying to tell you, and you ignored them. So the, the nice thing is you finally caught on and you're doing something. That's, the bad thing is do not think for a moment that you're going to be able to encapsulate all the years of, you know, of not applying yourself and make up for it in a few years. You can't. You won't. But you can improve yourself. Here, here's the thing I usually tell people. When you have screwed around, as I call it, your entire life, and then you finally freaking the lights come on, <laughs> you know, and you're on the stage of life realizing where you're supposed to be, and you move a few steps over to where you're supposed to be, because in the dark, you didn't know where the hell you were. Uh, lights come on on the stage, you move to your position. <clears throat> now, you're where you need to be to start your journey. You have two choices, and this is what... <clears throat> this is what saddens me about a lot of people. <clears throat> Excuse me. You have two choices. You can either work on the inside you, or you can work on the outside you. So, and most people choose the outside. You see it with women especially. It's incredible. Um, they'll lose weight. They'll put on the makeup. They'll dress like they're 15. They'll dance around. They'll act real provocative and sexy and all this other crap because they want to feel young again. They want to. They think I'm going to do the men, so don't worry, women. The men are coming. The women think by altering their physical appearance and looking more desirable, they can capture the years from the youth and then work forward. Well, it doesn't work that way. There isn't enough makeup in the world or Jenny Craig's in the world 
to make a woman young again. When you're older, you're older, and that's it. And there's nothing wrong with age. There's beauty in age, too. Gray hair, I think, is, is attractive. It's beautiful. That is a failed approach to life. But a lot of women do that. A lot, of, a lot of women. Of course, the world is pressuring them and trying to convince them that um, this is what you need to do to, to be somebody. Well, no, you're already somebody. question is, is what kind of somebody? Um, and women make that effort on the exterior more than the interior. However, women work on the interior more than men do. Yeah. Most men, um, they, they, they know they're, they're bags of, of flesh, you know, they're usually out of shape. Now, of course, more and more men are turning to exercise and diet and trying to look, you know, they know they can't look younger because, you know, that requires makeup and such, but they can look more athletic. So men tend to go for the athletic look, you know, lose the stomach, you know, lift weights, build the muscles, uh, take steroids and other types of chemicals to artificially um, increase the, you know, the, the size or bulk of themselves um, and wear expensive sunglasses, jewelry. The man approaches to, I want, I want to look successful. That's it. I want to look like I have money. I want to, I want to send the message to you that I am athletic and I'm successful. So that's how men do it. Not too many men work on the inside like women do. Women are more, women have those moments of contemplation where they're sitting there and they're looking in the mirror and they see all the freaking makeup and the blonde hair and all the BS and they realize this isn't really me. This isn't who I really am. Men don't. Men go, yeah, look at I'm freaking ripped. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You're ripped. All right. Just in the wrong way. Um, but for those men and women who do work on the inside, the success is unlimited because when you only have a short amount of time left, like when you're in your forties, fifties and sixties, your marketability and your expectations are not very good. Um, because you're coming toward the closure of your life and you, one, you have less time. Usually it is the way it works. Usually you have the same or more responsibilities as a younger person, um, but you don't have um, the time to uh, the time to accrue capital and to you know invest and all the other stuff. So the younger you are, the more time you're going to have to invest your money to make money. Um, it's just that you just have more time. When you're older, you have more experience but less time. And depending on what your experience level is, maybe it wouldn't do any good if you had a hundred years. It wouldn't make a difference because you're just not you're just not connected to life. You're just not savvy on investing and such. So even if you had four times the amount of time uh, of a younger person, it's, it wouldn't make a difference. Um, but at least if you're older and you get the realization, if you're working on the inside you you will have a better chance of um, taking the outside you and improving upon that too. So if you're, if, if in the older you, the lights come on, then maybe you start living within your means. You establish a budget. 
You know what you have coming in. You know what you have to pay going out. You cut your expenditures. You, you get a little more training. You find a better job. I mean, there's so many things a person can do to improve the outside. But on the inside, you've got to change your thinking. You've got to change the way you live your life. You don't stay up till 1 or 2 in the morning and try to go to work at 7 o'clock the next morning. You actually go to bed around 10 o'clock, so you establish a routine. You don't go out and just eat. You don't spend money you don't have. Um, you don't try to get a credit card so you can spend money you don't have. What you do is you start working on your credit to improve uh, your credit score. So you pay less interest. So in other words, you change Little and, and sometimes little by little, sometimes it comes um, being a person who started his life over from scratch four times. I can tell you it's not easy. I can tell you it gets more difficult the older you get. And I can tell you for the most part, you're on your own. It's going to be you. If it's to be, it's up to me because very few people. Um, you'll have a lot of people cheering you on, but doing nothing for you. You'll have a smaller group cheering you on and, and giving you advice, but not really doing anything for you. <laughs> that seems to be the way it goes. And then you might have one or two people who really love you and are invested in you and care about you and and look at you and, and say to themselves, they could do it. And they are the only people who will actually be in your life in a positive way and be doing things for you to help you have a better life. One or two, maybe, maybe just one. Um, and that's it. And they have their limits too. They can only do so much because they have their own life. Um, but their efforts with you are actually helping you and producing in you greater opportunity and living a better life. Okay, well, I'm going to close. I'm going to keep this under 30 minutes. That annoys me when I go over. So let me, let me close this out. Remember, there's two types of people. Yeah, there's two types of people. And that is the type of person that associates with people that are just like them. You know, we're attracted to the people who are just like us, if you want to say it that way. And then the other person who is attracted to the people who are better than they are, doing better than they are, who they see um, have more control of their temper, um, who are kind to people, whatever it is about the other person that's admirable. And we sense that this is who a person should be, um, will be attracted to him. Now, I've, I kind of made a mistake. There are th three types of people. The ones who are attracted to people just like them, the ones who are attracted to people who they wish they could be or wish they were. The third is a combination. The person who is attracted to people just like them, but also is attracted to people that they wish they could be. They wish they were like, however you want to term it. But So I was wrong. There is a third type. You have to decide who you are. And you have to decide what it is you want, who you want to be. Yeah, because remember that phrase, if it's to be, it's up to me. There's a lot of truth in that statement. Okay, that's it. That's all you're going to get. Now, go and do whatever it is you're going to do, you know. It's 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 your thing. Do what you want to do. <laughs> Funny song. All right, goodbye.